Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of fantasy and romance. We could even call it fantasy romance and all of the wonderful places they intersect. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mmm. And it's extra foamy. <laughs> Those on video will note that I just got foam on my nose, which I feel like is that just extra bit of humanity, um, in case you <laughs> weren't clear, <laughs> that I am not uh, some glamorous sprite living in the desert southwest. Were any of you thinking that? I don't think so. Ah, onward. Today is Thursday, January 7th, 2021. I'm happy to re report that American democracy is still intact. <laughs> we could talk about that later. Um, and I have a lot of things. I have a lot of things I'm supposed to say today, so I should get on to those things. So first things first. Oh, actually, the most important news, and I don't even know what that was. Something was in my coffee. Oh, well, didn't look toxic, so I think we're okay. Um, the best news is, is my new frother arrived. Woohoo! It came yesterday afternoon. Thank you, Mommy. Uh, my mother bought me a new frother. This is now frother number three. I thought it was funny because um, Megan Sienna Deutsch, and I don't know if I'm saying all of your name right, Megan. I'm sorry if I'm not. I have um, two other friends who are M-E-G-A-N names, and one is Megan and one is Megan, and Megan Sienna Deutsch is with an H in there, so I think it's probably Megan. And I have no idea about the Sienna Deutsch part, and I'm guessing there will be a lot of that today. Anyway, she mentioned that she, we, she has the exact same milk cafe frother, Breville, and she's on her third one also. So she commented that it seems silly to keep buying something that uh, gives out like that. But, you know, we both love them. We're both totally addicted to these things. And I'm so happy to have my father back. Okay, moving on. Today's episode is brought to you by a new paranormal romance by Serana DeWild called Fairy Godmothers, Inc. And I'm going to show it on the Instagram. It might be backwards on there. Sorry if it is. Um, but I'll put the cover on the show notes, of course. And it's um, a new book by Kensington, Kensington Zebra Imprint. And this is another one where I, I feel like, I think it's Serana DeWild. I think that's how she says it. But this came out at the end of December, which, honey, I feel for you. Having a book release on, like, December 29th. I had one, uh, The Edge of the Blade, released on, like, December 26th. And it was the worst release date in the universe. So I hope that this one's going well for Serana. Uh, it looks delightful. Filled with quirky charms, sexy romance, witty banter, and refreshing unique characters, the first installment, ooh, brand new series, uh, first installment in her Fairy Godmother's Inc. series is the perfect rom-com with a touch of magic. This sounds like what we all need right now. This para-rom-com, ooh, have you guys heard that term before? Para-rom-com? 
uh, capitalizes on the rom-com trend in trade paperback while adding a paranormal element to set it apart on shelves. Uh, known for her infectious sense of humor, Surrounded to Wild infuses her stories with a good old-fashioned laugh-out-loud situations and thoroughly relatable characters readers will want to be friends with. The town of Ever After is filled with lovable recurring characters, but all Garrett but all guaranteeing readers will want to return to this world over and over again. You know, that's so funny because one of the things I wanted to talk today, talk about today is like the whole relatable character thing. And I'm going to pause here in the middle of talking about Serena's book. I hope you don't mind Serena. So today's earrings are, can you see them? There are these wonderful earrings that are from that line called sweet romance. And I'll take one off and show it on the video for those looking. They're really neat because they catch light. I love earrings that catch light, probably because I have all this heavy, dark hair. Uh, and I've had these. I'm pretty sure my aunt gave them to me. I think she bought them in a store and gave them to me. Uh, <laughs> bought them in a store. That's clever, Jeffy. Um, she lives in Montrose, Colorado. And I seem to recall being in the store with her. That's what I was thinking. And so I love these earrings. They're one of my favorites. They... um come with a matching necklace. And so I'd actually put on the matching necklace, but a weird thing is happening in my old age um, is I think my neck is getting thicker. I mean, that's a thing, right? So I put on this necklace and I mean, it's like totally a choker now. It was right here at the base of my neck. And I've already been giving away some of my necklaces that I feel like are too short because they make me look, I don't, like they look short necked or something like that. And I was thinking about, you know, I really hate that. It seems like my neck is getting thicker. <laughs> That's, that is a thing, isn't it? So, so I took the necklace off again because basically it looked like a glittery dog collar and that wasn't the look I was going for. <laughs> but I was thinking, you know, I always give my heroines long swan-like necks, no matter what. There's, I feel like that's in there all the time. If I don't put it in actual words, it's always in my imagery. And I thought, well, you know, oops, <laughs> I have to not kick the stand here. Um, that that's why I do, why I give my hair what's that, because I want to have a long swan-like neck. And I feel like um, by giving my hair what's that, there's a little bit of wish fulfillment there. But I know that there are a lot of readers who will come back and say, well, why do all of the heroines have long swan-like necks? Why isn't there ever a heroine with a thick, stodgy neck with moles? Okay, they don't actually say that part. But you know what I'm saying. And, you know, so that comes back to this, the relatable characters. You know, it's like, I want relatable characters, but I also want people that are I don't know. I want, I want the avatar. I want the wish fulfillment. I want, um, the glamorous, beautiful shapeshifter with the long swan like neck. Is that too much to ask? Back to Serena. Um, so the, the, I don't always like the, um, uh, the stuff on here. They, they say it'll appeal to fans of Shelley Lawrence Dorinda Jones, Carolyn Sparks and Charlene Harris. Um, I should ask Dorinda if she's ever read Serena. Um, 
But I do love the idea of the town ever after with the recurring characters. That's always a catnip for me. Um, so let's see this particular book. Let's get to that. If love is the source of all magic in the universe and the town of ever after Missouri, don't get me started on Missouri right now is the epicenter of enchantment. Then the locals are in dire need of a reboot, at least according to the resident fairy godmothers, Petunia, Jonquil and Blue Bonnet. Their solution blow a bit of fairy dust to the direction of those in need of romance. What could possibly go wrong? Lucky Fujiki's first name is a cosmic joke. Her luck is so bad. Even the number seven steers clear of her. But when her adorable godmothers ask for a favor, Lucky can't say no, even if she can already feel the bad juju wanting to strike. And her mission is even worse than she imagined to promote ever after as a wedding destination by faking a marriage to her first love and longtime ex ransom Payne, He of the embarrassing incident that neither of them will ever live down. Ransom Payne has spent years building an impressive new reputation for himself. And now his godmothers want him to pretend to wed the one girl he'd most like to forget. Sure, weddings and ever after could be a huge boon for his chocolate business, but risking more up close and personal time with Lucky, considering the stakes, it's a curse he'll have to bear at the risk of being humiliated or perhaps bewitched. Um, so it sounds delightful. Uh, definitely good timing for a quirky new para rom com. Uh, check it out when you get the opportunity. Very Godmother's Inc. So uh, now we move on to the political rant. Uh, so if you don't want to do the political rant, feel free to drop off at this point in time. Uh, we did do the cover reveal yesterday, which got totally swamped out by the attempted coup. Um, I guess President Trump decided that he uh, was willing to go to the ends that we always suspected he would go to and attempting to keep the office of presidency. And so, uh, some, well, insurgents, they call them insurgents, terrorists. They started out as protesters, invaded the U.S. Capitol building, um, and then proceeded to take goofy selfies and steal stuff. So it wasn't actually a really well-planned coup attempt. Um, it does appear that there was some planning involved in the background with um, that the Capitol Police uh, were complicit taking selfies with. The insurgents, they uh, did not stop them. There was apparently also a call to the Pentagon for support that was dropped. There was no coordination between Secret Service and the various agencies uh, ahead of time, like there should have been in anticipation of this event. So almost certainly coordinated by the White House to uh, allow this to happen. And I think we could just count ourselves lucky that Trump surrounds himself with incompetence because it was not a very successful coup. Uh, not to diminish how upsetting it was for everyone to see it because it's amazing it happened in the first place, but it um, <clears throat> ultimately did not work. Joe Biden has been certified as president. Thank goodness. And 
you know, it's amazing. It's amazing what affects people, what's, what gets through to people. Um, one of my friends messaged me and said, I never thought I'd live to see the day when our democracy fell apart at the seams. And I said, well, it, it didn't and it hasn't. And, you know, and she's like, have you seen the photos? And it's like, yeah, a bunch of yahoos broke into the Capitol building. Uh, it didn't change anything. Yes, there was good thinking. They saved the electoral votes. You know, probably, there, there should be a word between probably and possibly that they wanted to burn the electoral college votes. I don't know what would have happened then, except that it would not have made them go away. So, you know, the, the most important point is that democracy lives in our hearts and minds. It's, it lives in the rule of law. It is not encapsulated in a building which can be invaded by a bunch of yahoos wearing t-shirts that say civil war. Also, a yahoo wearing a shirt that says civil war does not make it an actual civil war. And I think that that's something that's very important to keep in mind because I keep seeing people say things like, oh, you know, it's a house divided against itself. And, you know, I, you know, Democrats warring with Republicans. That's not what's going on here. This is, it's, it's never been, Trump has never been about being a Republican. He hijacked the Republican party. And I have, I have friends, I have family members who are, uh, staunch Republicans and have been their whole lives and believe in a lot of the Republican ideals of um, smaller government, for example, and, you know, less government spending, which, by the way, is not what happened under Trump, right? Trump has increased the deficit by, it's an ungodly amount of money. Um, it has nothing to do with the uh, original ideals of the Republican Party. Uh you know, if you think back to where the Republican Party was when uh, Obama was elected, um, you know, looking back at some of those campaigns, you know, like when John McCain picked Sarah Palin as a running mate, and that was so absurd. And then in, uh, you know, just the array of candidates that the Republicans came up with in 2016, there were a lot of whack-a-doodle far-right crackpot candidates you know people are looking at it going what is going on with the republican party how come they can't come up with like a single reasonable person and that's why trump got elected in part because they couldn't field a better candidate the republican party was was in shambles it's been taken over by these um ideologues by these tea party extremists it's it's no longer about um fiscal conservatism or, or anything. It's, it's about radicalism. And when a party gets taken over by the radicals, it ceases to represent a large number of people, right? By definition. So, you know, all these people saying, you know, I, I've ranted about this before that, you know, people say, are very fond of saying, and I notice it's mainly the, the Trumpists and the conservatives who say it, they're like, well, half of Americans, you know, half of Americans, it's not half. It's not even close to half. Uh, you know, the number of people who voted for Trump, I think, came to something like maybe a third. And I think a lot of them, you know, were people who, well, we won't go into that, but if, 
if Trump had expected the insurgents coming into the Capitol building yesterday to be like a civil war, then he was gravely disappointed. It was not that many people. It was a few crackpots. Um, and you know, clearly thinking that they were out for some kind of lark. They looked like a bunch of kids breaking into the local high school. So, you know, this is not about Democrats versus Republicans. This is about people who have fallen into a cult of personality. And that's what the Trump campaign was about. It's what the Trump presidency has been about. Uh, <laughs> you know, Trump has his own flag. He has his own flag. And somebody tried to scale the to go to the Capitol roof and take down the American flag and replace it with the Trump flag. So that's what we in the literary business call a clue. <laughs> it's a clue that uh, the person in question is actually a tyrant and is not um, someone who is serving the country. It's about the country serving him. And that's what Trump has always been about. So, you know, he, I, I believe that he is charismatic and has managed to sway all of these people into this um, completely illogical belief in him and that he should somehow be president for life, as he said oftentimes that he wanted to be. But this isn't about Republicans versus Democrats, you guys. Um, yes, there are Republicans who continue to support him and they are just as bad. They are crackpot radicals like Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley. And by the way, Josh Hawley, H-A-W-L-E-Y from fucking Missouri, which is why they're on my list now. And I went to college in St. Louis, so St. Louis, Missouri. So, you know, I do have my love for the place, but this freaking Josh Hawley has a book coming out from Simon and Schuster in June. And we need to, um, we need to stomp on that puppy. Uh, he's rumored to be trying for president in 2024. And he's, he's clearly another white supremacist crackpot. I'm using this word a lot. Were I editing, I would go through and choose some synonyms for crackpot, but, um, there you are. So, um, you know, to these people, it's all like a game and they're, they're not worried about the country. They're not worried about democracy. They're about their own personal game. And we are not a house divided against itself. We are not in the middle of a civil war. We have a few assholes who have been deluded and you know, and, and I'm very hopeful that, that there will be swift, not so swift that Trump can pardon them, but swift and severe punishment for the people who did this kind of thing, because we have to make sure it can't be allowed to happen again in a more efficient and effective manner. Uh, because if these people had been any less of yahoos than they actually were, it might've worked. And People might have died, and who knows? I I still don't know entirely what they what Trump thinks they could accomplish. I think he still thinks that um, that it's like business, you know, and that eventually people will just agree and give him his way. 
You know, and it's like, well, you know, even if they had taken hostages and agreed to burn the electoral college votes, it doesn't change the the rule of law. It doesn't change what what is abstract. And we talk about that, you know, like um, that freedom is is in many ways an abstract, and that we shape the world to make sure that it's real. So. So there is uh, my, my non-para-rom-com discussion of what happened yesterday. Um, I, I know a lot of people are saying that things are going to get worse. I think they'll get better. I think that um, I think we'll get through this and then we'll actually have sane people running the government, which would be really nice. And I hope that we expel some of these traitors in the Senate and Congress. Uh, as a woman who lived in Wyoming for over 20 years. I would love to see them kick Cynthia Lemus out. A little puppet for the oil industry with no brains of her own. Let's, let's nuke her. So, um, all of this is to say that I don't, uh, um, I'm not going to put the cover on today cause I'm going to put on the fairy godmother's one and uh, we will do more cover reveal stuff tomorrow, but you'll be able to look up the cover. I'll put it. It's on the website now and all of that for Golden Griffin and the Bear Prince. And let's, um, let's all just go do something uh, to, to add to the world today. How's that? So I'll remind you that First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.